Good evening, everyone. He's Mark. And he's Britain. And we're back with a, another uh, remote podcast. Mark, this time, is in New Zealand. Beautiful New Zealand. And, uh, you know, off on his way to his uh, his new gig in uh, Antarctica. So, um, I will just give everyone a heads up. I only have one more COVID test to pass, so uh, knock on wood, I'll pass it. But... Um, I'm in a I'm in a you know, isolation right now, you know, which is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of waiting here, ready to go. And if everything goes well, this might be like the last podcast you hear from me um, for a while. Yeah, like I, I we, we have. Go on. I say we have a little something cooked up, you know, while I'm gone. But uh, this for now will probably be the last podcast I record. For a good amount of time. Yeah. And I'm hoping. Yeah. Like, uh, knock on wood, everything goes through uh, on your side, and you get to go on that nice, uh, you know, a, a nice below zero adventure. Yes. But for now, we're going to uh, be talking about a movie. Oh, an interesting movie. Like it, Where it, our accents are better than the ones in the movie. <laughs> with, yeah, with certain of the actors. Uh, the um, movie in question is uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. So, let's get started. I guess, uh, since we're swapping roles a little here, mm-hmm. I will do the uh, give the brief recap of what happened. In and I'll be the movie. talent. And, uh, yes. Um, so... The movie is about Robin Hood. You know, that dashing figure from literature who robs from the rich and gives from to the poor. Yeah. And uh, in this one, he's played by Kevin Costner with a mullet. <laughs> now, take, take that however you want, but uh, basically it, it plays very similar. Robert, Robert, Robert Hood. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Robin. Robert Hood. Bob Hood. Robin <laughs> escaped. He's off to the Crusades. Uh, King Richard's off yeah. fighting um, and everything like that. And Robin is, you know, he escapes and uh, like a, a dungeon with um, with Morgan Freeman. Who is a Moor, uh, I believe. Yep. So basically they are enemies, but in order to escape, they, they team up together. And they um, and they go back to, to to jolly old England, where Robin has a nice castle and everything like that. Or but, w- or does he? So yeah, the sheriff of Nottingham, he um, he wants to seize power while King Richard is gone. Mm-hmm. And there's a nice plot throughout, you know, plot thread throughout where he's basically trying to do it, which culminates in the marriage of King Richard's cousin, which is. Uh, made Marion, and that will actually give him the power he needs to basically Usurp the take king. over the throne. Yeah, uh, yeah. so he kills Robin's father. Uh, Robin Hood, you know, he just goes off to live in the woods with the with the, 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 the merry men or whatever they're called. Hey. <laughs> yeah. And he meets you know, Little John, he meets uh, he meets what? Um, Will Scar, <laughs> yeah, not, not that Little John. He meets Will Scarlet, uh, he meets Friar Tuck, and, you know, they basically do everything that the movies do, but it's just a little bit more, uh, more 90s and, and, oh, yeah. uh, and fun. Like, uh, yeah, there are, I, I don't know if Robin Hood is the only be-mulleted person, I, I, I don't know, does, uh, Alan Rickman have a mullet, now that I think about it? No, I think he just has long, wild, un, uh, uncontrollable, untamable hair. Uh, he's a he, untamable raven locks. Um, I know Azim, uh, Morgan Freeman character. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't have a mullet. He no. has the same hairstyle that Morgan Freeman has had forever, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Yeah. Like this. This might be the earliest movie I've ever seen Morgan Freeman in. Uh, I think Driving Miss Daisy may have came out earlier, but it, I've never it seen did. It. What about The Electric Factory? Oh uh, yes, yes, yes. I, I I vaguely remember watching, um, watching his hair, and it was unimpressive. <laughs> so that was that was the Electric Factory episode we watched. Yeah, where Morgan Freeman uh, uses the prefix "un." Go on. No, oh, that's it. That that was the whole the whole bit. <laughs> that that was the entire episode of yeah. the 
electric factory. So, uh, I, I think uh, this was a case, you know, in film where Kevin Costner was a, a little bit over his head in in terms of his acting prowess, and it oh, didn't yeah. it didn't help. In fact, it was almost kind of mean uh, to put him up against Alan Rickman uh, as Sheriff of Nottingham. Like Rickman gives probably one of the best performances in this movie. It, it, like. It might be my favorite Alan Rickman performance. I, I don't get me wrong. I think he's phenomenal as Hans Gruber, and even uh, and he, and he's at, you know pretty damn good in Galaxy Quest Two. Uh, not Galaxy Quest Two, but uh, Galaxy Quest as well. Let's not forget Severus Snape. Uh, that's not my. That's uh, before my or after my time. The funny thing is, somebody on um, some a friend of mine on Facebook. Yeah. Once asked, like they're like, I want to prove a point. What do you know, Alan Rickman, from the most? And basically, Hans Gruber won, and they were very upset by that because they insisted. They're like, No, it's Snape. He, he's there's seven movies of this guy as Snape, eight right. movies well, of this guy as Snape. How could he not be Snape? Well, like, it, uh, it, Hans Gruber's better. Yeah, like I'm sure he, he's fine as Snape, especially when you take all the context of of the character uh and his past with harry potter and his and his parents and all that shit uh like i i'm sure it's a phenomenal performance but you're you're really pressing your luck if you think uh it comes close to hans gruber or sheriff of nottingham like that was his that was actually his first role as um as as hans gruber his first that was his uh, breakout performance yep oh no shit uh, he knocked it out of the park, as far as I'm concerned. You know, uh, this movie, this going back to Robin Hood, this yeah. movie is is definitely a '90s movie. There's oh. just no <laughs> doubt about that. Like the uh, <clears throat> the the I can tell you the one shot uh, in this movie, and I think you know which shot it is. That is probably. Uh, the most 90s shot uh, I've ever seen. 90s. Yeah, which is uh, Kevin Costner shooting the bow and arrow with the fire uh, behind him in slow motion. And I think there was even a cougar sound, yeah, wasn't there? Something? You know something? What's that? That's because that shot is fucking awesome. Say, say like, it again, guess, you, you dropped out. I said that shot is awesome. Like... Can you, can you still hear me? I hear you. Like, that is, to me, the coolest shot in that, that, like, that's the movie I grew up with, probably, I'm not going to say the most, but definitely one of the movies I watched a lot as a kid. Yeah. So my ideas of what's cool in movies, especially <laughs> action movies, is all centered around Robin Hood, and that shot to me is just the... Like, it's the, to me, it's the shotgasm. Like, oh, you can't get any cooler than that. <laughs> like, it's... Don't get me wrong. It's it's you know come you know nowadays it, it would be considered a very cheesy shot, but uh, it, it's something that could o that only the '90s could have gotten away with. Like if this happened nowadays, people would be like, oh, "I say, what a, a little a gilding the lily." I'm afraid. Uh, what a what a hammy performance. He's really chewing the scenery, except for except for Robin Hood, who's just chewing nothing. Wait a minute, are you telling me that the Sheriff of Nottingham is a bad guy? A villain? Our bad guys can't be villains anymore, they have to be misunderstood souls. Wait a minute, it's the 90s, the Germans have to be the bad guys now, not the English. So, despite all the, um, the corniness of this movie, yeah. I, I like to think that this movie has, you know, in its time, probably set the standard for action for a little while, because... It gives us everything that we come to know and love in, I guess, 90s action movies. Because yeah. you have an over-the-top villain. You have um, a lot of just interesting action, we'll say, uh, set pieces. There's a lot of, oh, yeah. a lot of swashbuckling going on, <laughs> which I like in my Robin. I like in my movies in general. Like, I, I think, which movie was it? I think it was another Kevin Costner movie, uh, Waterworld, where you discovered you like your swashbuckling. Yep, there was a lot of swashbuckling in Waterworld. You know... And then there was swashbuckling in a, in Zorro also. So um, yep. you like but, your buckles and swashes. You know, I, I only if they're swashed. Yeah. 
<laughs> so the, the the funny thing about uh, about this is like even though this movie is definitely corny and hammy and oh, over yeah. the top, I you know it is a very likable movie, very well paced, and mm-hmm. honestly, it might be my favorite interpretation of Robin Hood. And I'm including the uh, the Errol Flynn one. I'm including the Disney one. Those are good movies. This is just my favorite version of them. What about the uh, uh, what about the one that came with the uh, oh what the hell is his name? Russell Crowe wasn't he a Robin Hood in uh, yeah I didn't see Ridley it. Scott's Robin Hood, which I hear was panned. Yeah, I hear it was pretty bad, but I didn't see it. But I you know might as well. I've seen a lot of other Robin Hoods. Like I said, I, I really like the 1930s Adventures of Robin Hood with uh, Errol Flynn as Robin Hood. It's actually a really good movie. But yeah. I, I do like... But I, uh, go on. No, go ahead. I, I do like this interpretation of Robin Hood as well, uh, mainly because uh, I, I've seen so many incarnations of Robin Hood where they, they have the contest and he splits the arrow and all that jazz and... Uh, I'm kind of glad that they decided to go their own way with it and not include that. Like they have the they have the thing the, the like they have a, him splitting an arrow, but it's not a contest. It's just kind of him showing off, you yeah. know, in the woods. Though there's one thing that those other Robin Hoods I guarantee don't have, like the cartoon version and the Errol Flynn version and the what, Kevin Scott Costner's version. ass. Well, I, I don't know. I can't say for sure. Uh, I think the cartoon might have that, but. Uh. Um, <laughs> Like in a window but, as they're passing by. It's like the rescuers down yeah. <laughs> where we have to like pause it. But uh, they definitely don't have a shot of Robin Hood shooting a flaming arrow while an explosion's going off behind him. You don't know that. That could have been in the Russell uh, Crowe one. It might be in the Russell Crowe one. Yeah, maybe. But uh, now here that's is here's an arrow with like no. Now here here's a question. Usually. Uh, usually sometimes we go like, how, how would we do it? Or how would it be done today? And I'm yeah. less interested in how it would be done today. And I'm not, and I kind of already think that, uh, we wouldn't change the nineties one at all. I think we think it's perfect as it is, but here is the question I propose. This movie. Yeah. I propose, uh, how would this movie be done in the eighties? Hmm. Because I know it was 91, well, and it was uh, not that far away from the, the the glamour era of the 80s, but how would they do it? Well, Robin Hood would not be played by Kevin Costner. No. I don't think he was really that big in the 80s. Well, Field of Dreams, and I think Bull Durham All right. were the 80s. I stand corrected. But those are baseball movies, you know? Yeah. Uh, but Robin will be played by Eddie Murphy. <laughs> All right. And, uh, I guess it would take place in Brooklyn. Yeah. I laugh, but... Yep. Yeah, it would take place in Brooklyn. And he's, a he's a cop, but he's, uh, he's basically Axel Foley. Yeah. Who's been taken off the force. By the, uh, <laughs> I guess the, the commissioner of Nottingham. Or, uh, yes, exactly. And he's, you know, this isn't no, this is, this is far beyond him trying to clear his name and rejoin, like... He is off the grid completely, and he's got to live in the woods with all these all these other crazy people that the sheriff is displacing. He lives in Central Park. Uh, ah! He lives in Central Park uh, with, uh, I guess, a bunch of uh, homeless uh, bandits who who charge, I guess, and uh, they, they charge a tax if you want to go from one side of Central Park to the other. And he, he, he kind of, he starts leading this... Um, this, this band of people who've lost their homes because of the sheriff. Uh, these yeah. people have been evicted like the, unfairly. And, uh, like, this, the sheriff the is, uh, is working under, like, some kind of corrupt, uh, you know, kind of corrupt, uh, real estate tycoon who is getting these people evicted, so, uh, the, the, the real estate guy can kind of swoop in and buy the land on the cheap. And I imagine that they still build, um, Bows and arrows and stuff like that. <laughs> or do you think that uh, do you think that uh, Eddie Murphy Robin Hood is just like a crack shot with a pistol? It would be a badass scene if he split a bullet with another bullet. See, I'm actually thinking of a way to do like the um, 
the bad guy. We'll determine who plays the bad guy in a second, but yeah. I'm still thinking Alan Rickman. Yeah, uh, Alan Rickman would still be a good choice, but then again, we've, we've, we, we know his American accent was horrible in, uh, yeah. in Die Hard. But maybe, you know what? If anyway, Kevin Costner can't do an English accent for Robin Hood, then we can allow, uh, Alan Rickman not to do an American accent for this one. So anyway, the um, it, it would, and that'd be fine. Like you know, he's he's uh, he's just a, he's just a bad guy from yeah. England or uh, or somewhere else. But so the bad guy gets shot um, at the end, and he thinks he's won. You know, he takes off his shirt and he's got a bulletproof vest. He's like, ha, <laughs> never leave home. Too bad it, it didn't work. And so Robin shoots again. He shoots the bullet through the vest into his heart. And uh, oh, that would be badass. And there's an explosion going off while he does it. <laughs> like, uh, I guess uh, Alan Rickman's character is, is rigging explosive yep. in all these uh, in all these abandoned homes in order for the uh, real estate tycoon to buy them up after they're put out. So just as Robin Hood uh, shoots the bullet, the explosion goes off. The idea of him shooting a bullet through a bulletproof vest to kill the bad guy is actually really... <laughs> it, it's in the theme of the Robin Hood. Yeah. And it's also really stupid because you could just shoot him in the head. Well, yeah, but it, it, it... You know, Robin Hood would do it anyway because it's symbolic. Like, yeah, if you mm -hmm. shoot someone... Uh, if a bullet hits a bulletproof vest, that spot in the in the vest is, absolute, is useless now. So, yeah, it would... It kind of would work. So, yeah, it would be... And, like, this... Him killing the, 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 the crooked sheriff... Especially, you know, it kind of, uh, kind of exposes the, um, well, okay. So Alan Rickman's got to be the sheriff. Yeah. Working for the, the cruel real estate guy will just be somebody else. He'll be, uh, uh let's see who, who plays, I, I want to be the CEO of OCP in RoboCop. Oh, so the, the old man. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. Or, or um, do you have a, you have a better pick? Peter Graves? I'm trying to think of someone who, was that? Peter Graves. I want somebody who's actually kind of fat, like a fat cat. All right, so, so uh, who played uh, Robin Hood's father in, uh, in... Oh, Brian Blessed. Yeah, Brian Blessed. Okay, I can get behind that. That, that makes sense, because he's got, like, a, a powerful commanding presence. He does. ...and everything. <clears throat> or, uh... And, then the, and at the end, the King of New York, you know... <laughs> the King of New York. Yeah, he officially recognizes that Robin is, you know, is a, now a free man. <laughs> But now he has to deal with the warriors. Hmm. I guess that would be this 1970s Robin Hood, though barely. I think that was 79. Could the Merry Men oh. stand up against uh, any of the other gangs from the warriors? Oh man! Or would the Merry Men be the warriors? Uh, in in this universe, I imagine uh, the warriors are the Merry Men, uh, because in this universe, yeah. uh, that one guy. Uh, who who says who killed the one uh, the guy who went to the oh the, yeah I, I forget the name of the 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 big group hunting the warriors but or put the bounty on them but uh, the person who informed them that it wasn't the warriors who assassinated the guy uni or uniting all the gangs uh, never never stepped forward or never saw what he saw and the you know years later the warriors are still in hiding in Central Park so they're the merry men. They're the Merry Men. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be that'd be a good crossover, actually. Mm -hmm. And if we're crossing all these universes, then um, then yeah, I do want it to be Axel Foley who uh, has the <laughs> this is this is now Robin Hood and Beverly Hills Cop Four. Yeah, <laughs> like he you know, uh, like he was transferred to New York because uh, some political reason, and uh, yeah, like. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's Axel Foley, uh, the 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 Warriors, and who who else? Who else can we cross over? Well, let's see. Um, maybe so maybe, maybe it's actually Hans Gruber before he got corrupted. Nah, nah, because he's got he's gonna die. So uh, okay, I, that I, makes I, sense. I kind of want the Brian Blessed character to be played by somebody really random. Like I want it to be Archie Bunker now, who's. Uh, <laughs> Look, I'm trying to buy these houses. Like, would you scram, you meat face? What do you have to do to get these scumbags out of here? But sir, come on. Yes, let's get them out of here indeed. You know, I, I will do the dirty work for you. 
Archie Bunker's fine, but now I kind of want to add something even more fantastic to the mix. Okay. Archie Bunker's okay, but um, I want it to be like like Duke Harkonnen. Uh, uh, oh, say again? Or Baron Harkonnen. Oh, just this this flamboyant, uh, over-the-top evil man? No, I just want him to be the actual Baron Harkonnen. Oh, you actually want like, the Baron to be the the spice this floating fat man to be uh uh the, the man in charge? Yeah, he's a real estate guy. Um, this is this is before uh this is like ancient Harkonnens like back you know in the day. This is how the Harkonnens get their start. So the, this is the be kind of the beginning of the Harkonnen line. Yeah, this is an origin story for the Harkonnens. Is there still a sting? Is Sting uh, still yes. part of it? But he's not, uh, he's, he's not the, uh, the, the nephew or anything like that. Um, in fact, I want him to be the friar. <laughs> he's Friar Tuck? Yep. So he's, uh, hmm. Now, what, what is the story of Friar Tuck? He just w was one of the, uh, bad guys, friars, and just joined the Merry Men? I don't know if uh, I don't know if if it's if if it's accurate um, in the uh, in the Prince of Thieves version. Uh, probably uh, not. But I do know that uh, he was just a he was just like a, a religious leader and a you know and a singer. I think I think he used oh. to sing like on a lead or something. Oh okay. So so that makes sense because I want Sting to be a minister who got you know lost in the woods. Okay. Um, and I want him to also provide, you know, spiritual guidance and singing to the group. But his singing is, of course, you know, Sting's music. Or is I kind of want him to uh, uh, get out of his comfort zone with his singing. I want him to be part of like a barbershop quartet. <laughs> Roxanne, 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 Roxanne. Roxanne. This is this is. <laughs> imagine we bring this to the executives in the '80s. Like, guys, this is terrible. <laughs> like. I know we're the 80s, and we're over the top, but this is a little bit too 80s and over the top. Like, geez, guys, can you... I, I can't believe I'm actually saying this, uh, in the 80s, because that's where we live right now, but... <laughs> could, could you, could you just, just... Tone it back a little bit, just, just stretch it back, come like, on. Like, the actual Baron Harkonnen? Like, you're, you're including him? Like, that doesn't even you're make sense. You're including an origin story to Dune. In the middle of your Robin Hood story, which is also a Warriors sequel and also a sequel to <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop, I want to make sure I'm understanding this. Yeah, uh, you you have it. You hit it on the nose, though. Since uh, listen, the only thing I don't want is Sting. Okay. <laughs> though the, the the one th since the you know in the '80s version of Dune, at least he's supposed to be in these flying uh, s uh flying suit. Uh, <clears throat> I want him to be suspended by like one of the like a big, like a fat man version of a uh, one of those elastic baby, uh, like the baby bouncing things. The baby jump things. Yeah, like there, it's just a pretty much like a big pair of suspenders that are attached to like the ceiling, and he bounces around on them. That's funnier than what I was thinking. What's that? I was I was gonna go with um. Remember the episode of Fringe with the dead girl that the guy brought back? Oh, the marionette? Yeah, that's kind of what I was imagining. <laughs> All right, that, that's a, it, that works, but it's a lot creepier. You know, it's kind of it, it's kind of interesting if at the end it turns out that, like, this isn't just his way of staying uh, suspended. Like, there is actually somebody controlling the marionette. Like, uh, the Baron's dead, and he's literally a puppet? Yeah, and nobody knows this until the very end when... Uh, when Robin Hood, you know, exposes it, it turns out that it's like, I don't know, like Oz the Great and Powerful behind the, uh, behind the curtain I, controlling I, I, it. Well, I, now we have to have another crossover, somehow. Uh, yeah, well, let's do it. Alright, so, <clears throat> who would be, uh, okay, 1980s, I'm wondering who would be yes. the, uh, the puppet master, and I, I'm gonna just throw this One out here. Everything. Uh, Gunnery Sergeant Hartman. Hmm. Looking good for a, for a man who got shot by Private Pyle. Yeah, he, he recovered. Yeah, the wound wasn't fatal. Yeah. Like, where, um, where was he shot? The chest? Yeah, he's fine. He, he's at a base. Yeah. They have military, uh, they have, uh, medical personnel. There's clearly, there's a fire watch, so yeah. someone's gonna call immediately. Like, Joker was right there. Yeah. 
Like, he, he survived. Um, like, he, he, you know, he probably didn't come back uh, to for their graduation because he was probably still recovering, but I think he made it. Um, okay, we can put a pin in that. I, I want right. to see if we can find some other really weird, uh, weird puppet mask because I want to expand this series, <laughs> but in a in a way that's weird. All right. In a way that's it just hasn't been weird enough. All right. You know, the like um, the Vincent Price rat from that uh, Don Bluth cartoon. That was actually Disney. What was that? The what? Great Mouse Detective. Uh, might have, he might have been animating it though. Oh, it definitely did look Don Bluthian. Yeah, they, I think he worked for Disney before he left. He, he did. But, um... I have... Uh, that's a good one, because that 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 has so... Like, that crosses over a lot of different things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna say, and this is, this is a weird one, um... I want it to be Tangina from Poltergeist. Oh, okay. <laughs> Alright. All uh, I'm, I, I'm on board, I just wanna... See where this goes. I do too. <laughs> does, so does, the question is, oh, go ahead. Does does she do that weird chant about the children crossing over? <clears throat> uh, yes. <laughs> See, she is she is keeping. Okay, I think I have the story. All I right, think I got it. All right. Um, she is doing all she can to keep the you know spirit animated to keep her husband's soul inside um, until her... she finds a way to. Her husband's a baron? Yes. And even though he's dead, she wants to keep this, uh... She's gotta keep- she's gotta keep up appearances like weaken at Bernie's. Hmm. You know what? No, it's the two guys from Weekend at Bernie's. They're controlling the Harkonnen. Uh, and you might as well make Bernie, uh, the baron. Just put him in a fat suit. Yeah. You know, th this would actually- Bernie Lomax Harkonnen <laughs> is, uh... <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, now it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like they are so far in, over their heads. Oh my god! Now the government's involved, and, and, like, and street gangs. <laughs> like they, they are like uh, the 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 one wormy guy. Like we, we have to tell someone. We like we, we got like this is getting gangs Richard, and the government involved. Richard, we are the highest we've ever been. If we tell somebody, the show's over. We have to keep going. And meanwhile, they're they're living the high life. And, uh, but, uh, have to keep doughy Bernie Lomax, which I don't think Bernie Lomax is fat. I think he's just bloated by then. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is a real, like, this is, like, down the line, the Harkonnens are like, man, we have a really fucked up history. <laughs> but uh, apparently they're, they're fairly, like, say what you want about the, uh, the guys uh, pulling the strings on Bernie. Like... They're apparently very good real estate moguls. Well, I think what's happening is the guy was a real estate mogul, so they just kept on, uh, or at least in this version, you know, like, <laughs> Bernie somehow finds his way in the real estate business. Yeah. And, um, and, like, they can't, they can't admit to anybody what's going on, so they, they have to keep on going and making decisions based on what they think which would happen, and, yeah. of course... It's leading to corruption and bad stuff at the bottom, but, you know, they are in so deep, they cannot <laughs> stop whatsoever. I, I imagine it's, like, the, the sheriff was in on, was in on it uh, beforehand, like, like back in the planning stages, and then Bernie Lomax died. And uh, then they start, like, you know, in order to just get rid of the uh, the sheriff, they're like, all right, what would you like me to do? Uh, I don't know, uh, burn the houses down. Fine, and and, uh, and and like they have more and more outlandish plans in order to get the sheriff to cave in and leave, but he just keeps on doing it. He is super corrupt. Yeah. Like I think it would be even. I think it's even funnier um, if uh, like every time like Robin Hood, because he's still in this story apparently. Yeah. <laughs> like, Robin Hood has many meetings with this uh, this this overlord Bernie Lomax. And he thinks that he kills him. He's like, you know what? Time's up. And he shoots him and he leaves. And then, like, because he, he's already, you know, Bernie's already dead. Yeah. Like, next time Robin Stevenson's like, no, I killed him. I killed him. <laughs> I do imagine, like, after like after Robin Hood leaves, it's like the, the two guys come out from behind the girl. Oh, Bernie. Uh, oh, we're gonna have to get the spackle and spackle the holes shut again. We staple his skin together. <laughs> oh man, the air's yeah, getting I... out. Oh, he's oh, getting ripe. Smell. 
I imagine, uh, I imagine that, um, like, this actually makes, in Robin Hood's mind, this makes this villain the most threatening thing he's ever come across. A man who just refuses to die. And he has to unite the gangs now. He's the one who does it. And, uh, <laughs> and, like, they, they fight back, they get their, you know, they, <laughs> they get their homes back and everything, and somehow the, uh, somehow, like, when it all is said and done, like, the cops are leading the, the bloated corpse of Bernie out of there, <laughs> uh, the, the other guys, they got away with it, they're fine. Yeah. Uh, they, they got out just in time, no one ever found out, um, just when, just when Axel Foley thinks everything's safe and everything is over, he's, he's now, he's marrying the Maiden Marion or whatever it is, uh, then here comes Bernie rolling down, like, bumping down the stair, you know, the aisle and everything, somehow, like, by a, an accident, by mishandling the corpse, he just comes, boom, 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 <laughs> and ends up the best man at the wedding. <laughs> Where, uh, uh, Governor Sean Connery comes and, uh, <laughs> and officiates the wedding. Like, oh, and I see we have the, uh, the exalted Bernie Lomax here. What are you talking about? Bernie's not here. Oh! And then he just deflates. And then... Bernie! He, and then it just cuts to black with the end written in, in, in a cursive font. Like, like, you know, really fancy wedding font. It, uh, oh, I thought it was gonna be like a... Yeah, it uh, it, it kind of writes itself out, but it's it's kind of a like a cartoonish, uh, like almost uh, overture. Like, I, 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 I want it to be the end? Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> like, what I I had something uh, different planned for Bernie. Like, I I, okay. I had uh, I had Axel on the roof, and uh, the two guys and Bernie uh, are at kind of like a. Uh, at the edge of, of a build at the edge of the building and uh, like they have yeah. Bernie holding two guns on him while they're holding him up on the on the ledge and uh, like Axel thinks it's a hostage hostage situation and it just culminates in uh, the two guys uh, throwing Bernie off the roof and uh, Axel and everyone else thinking uh, the Baron committed suicide like they look down because he's been like because he's been like festering for a while. When he hits the pavement, oh. it's just a. Oh. It, yeah, you remember like Ghostbusters when uh, they dropped the marshmallow on the guy? Yeah, yeah. It would be that, except it was rotten meat. <laughs> just uh, Oh, there goes Bernie! <laughs> oh, there goes Bernie, all right. It's either that, it's that or he's so full of gases that he just slowly floats down. I was actually thinking that he might, like, they think it's over. You know, he falls off the roof, but he just bounces back up and lands. <laughs> it's like a Three Stooges sketch. Like, he lands in in, uh, in some kind of a reclining uh, sunbathing chair at, at a poolside. I imagine, I imagine he bounces back, lands back on the roof, and lands on top of Axel. <laughs> and, uh, what does Axel do? Does he smother Axel? Yeah. Our, our Robin Hood loses in this one. <laughs> Everyone does. Like, the, the only... The only people... I imagine all the gangs are arrested. The only people who really come out on top are the Weekend at Bernie's guys. But they have to find a new job. They have to move somewhere else. Like, completely. Yeah. I and imagine this... doesn't matter where... What's that? Go on, go on. I imagine this comes in between Weekend at Bernie's 1 and 2 before they, uh... They, uh... Figure out that uh, curse that'll make him dance to music. Actually, I was thinking this takes place like this is Weekend at Bernie's three. Oh, okay. And and at the end, there's an implication. Although this is the '80s, I guess, so I have to be between one and two. Uh, but there's an implication at the end that they move to like Kansas just to get away from all this uh, <laughs> all this bullshit. And somehow, like when they're flying the corpse of Bernie somewhere. Uh, he rolls out the back of the airplane and lands wherever they are. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. You know what? I think, I think there needs to be a weekend at Bernie's 4. Or, uh, a real week, weekend, a weekend at Bernie's 3, rather. And, I'll yeah. Be down with it, although Bernie's dead. Oh, yeah, and I think it would be funnier. It's like, Bernie Lomax is clearly heavily decomposed, but people, like, 
you put a pair of shades on them and people are still fooled. You know, I was thinking like, uh, it's just a skeleton they're walking around yeah. with. <laughs> they put the skeleton, they put the sunglasses on, like a, maybe a Hawaiian shirt. Like, Bernie, you're looking good. <clears throat> that or, like, uh... I believe this is working, Richard. <laughs> that or, uh, you know, being buried in the sand for a couple decades, you know, really mummified him. Well, I mean, I just say it because the actor's dead. Oh, is he? Oh, I didn't know that. That's a shame. I think the actor played Bernie. Like, yeah, I know. I think I think he's dead, so there can't be any. I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm just fairly sure. Well, all it corpses look the same in the end. Yeah, one corpse just goes the next. <laughs> so yeah, I I would be on board, and you know, if I I do think this version of Robin Hood would be out of this world. It's a sequel to so many movies. Uh, it's. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop 4, it's, uh, Weekend at Bernie's 3, it's The Warriors 2. It's Dune, the prequel. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's so much that, and so much more. You thought that the Avengers was, like, the, the, the biggest team-up of, like, <laughs> franchises. I, Avengers doesn't even have Weekend at Bernie's references. Man, they're missing out. Imagine what they, imagine what they could do with a dead Thanos. Or when they, uh... <laughs> Or when he breaks Loki's neck, like Thor just kind of pretended he was still alive. That's actually sad. Jeez. You're not dead, Loki. <laughs> I don't know why, but I imagine his him playing a Mjolnir like a flute in order to get, uh, uh, what's his name to dance? Loki. Yeah, okay, I'd be, like, I'd be uh, down with that. Yeah, playing, the, playing it like a flute, like uh, the Green Ranger plays his blade. I was just gonna say that, like the 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 theme still has to be the same. Yeah. Wait, you're gonna have to extend it somehow. I know. I got it. It's uh, I don't know why. I guess if we're mixing these universes, it's uh -huh. um, it, it's it's Axel's theme. The. Uh... <laughs> Uh, I was yeah, say what you want. Nobody can resist dancing to that. No, <laughs> I was gonna say some kind of a smooth Kenny G song. Okay, uh, that's it. That's a joke. <laughs> I was gonna go uh. With the RoboCop theme. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. He, he yeah. We would ruin. Marvel. That's why we're not allowed to do this. <laughs> yeah, like, uh... Yeah, we would have a lot of, uh... Like... A, a lot of insane references. And, and, like, we would, uh, have, uh, Peter, Peter Weller as... You know, who would we have Peter Weller as in the Marvel Universe? Now, do we get to make up, like, a... a or do we do a hero that hasn't... Or a villain that hasn't been taken? Or are we just gonna do a swap? Replace one actor... With Peter Weller. Well, let, let's start with that and then go with the other, uh, do the other one as well. Okay. So the swap, um, that might take a little bit of thinking. Let's think. Let's think. I'm He's gonna Hulk. say He's the Hulk. I, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go on a limb and say that I want to see him as uh, he's got to be somebody um, a little bit older because it's Peter Weller now. You know. Yeah. But yeah. It's Peter Weller, circa like 20, 2015, <laughs> 2017. You know. Yeah. Uh. I don't think there's... There's not a lot of older heroes. I, I could like, see him maybe... Uh, maybe as uh, Nick Fury, but I, I think Samuel L. Jackson is doing a pretty good job. Like, the only thing I can think of is maybe he can be, uh, like, Iron Man's father, like... Uh, oh, yeah. Howard Stark. Like, yep. he's in... Like, he's not in a lot, but, you know, he's in there every now and again. He could be, uh... What's his name? Uh, uh, Pr uh, Prim, uh, the uh, Ant Man's, uh, uh, like Ant Man's, uh, the guy he gets the Ant Man suit from. Yeah, yeah, no, and uh, Hank Pym. Yeah, Hank Pym. I don't know. Michael Douglas is pretty good. Yeah, he was. And I like to think the, you know, I like to think Michael Douglas in Ant Man is the same Michael Douglas in that, uh, t in that uh, Rochambeau movie. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, I want to see. It's easy. Peter Weller is Vision. Oh, he'd be a good Vision. Not only is he Vision, but his costume is just the Robo... <laughs> suit. Like, he'll be regular Peter Weller, normal, you know, like, you know, when uh, Vision is just kind of walking around human. He yeah. can be normal Peter Weller there, but when he goes into his 
his vision suit. It's just the RoboCop outfit with the uh, the, the the Mind Stone on his head. <laughs> Stay out of trouble. That'll, he could be Iron Man. That'll be his thing. Like, I am inevitable. Stay out of trouble. And, and then he he do, like when he's all all burnt up and and clinging to life at the end he's just doing that weird dance he he does when he's on the chair having a weird bad dream I actually think more RoboCop 2 like you know he snaps and then he's in a bunch of pieces like he was in RoboCop 2 <laughs> like he's a crash test dummy. Yeah, I was going to say he's like just like the crash test dummies <laughs> like they can put him back together he'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess it would make Spider-Man's uh, goodbye scenes uh, that much less emotional if they're just going to put uh, Iron Man back together again. He's like the Scarecrow. <laughs> you know, it, it, again, it would be a ridiculous ending to like this movie that everyone was just hotly anticipating if... Like, oh my gosh, this is what a, what a great way to end this journey. He snaps and he's just in a bunch of pieces. Like, oh, <laughs> all I, right, we can put it back together. It's fine. I, like, it would kind of ruin the end. <laughs> I, I imagine they're all at the funeral with uh, Tony Stark's heart, and he's just like, he just kind of walks up at the end. He's a, he's in the group of people. He has a metal bow tie. Good, he was a good fighter. But no, that's you. Ah, uh. I hear he was very efficient. Bring the heart back, he's fine. <laughs> Someone's pulling it in. <laughs> they, like, I imagine they, they have, like, a little a little fly fishing pole that they keep on trying to, like, hook it so they can reel it back. Like, like yeah. it, it's not far enough away, but they're doing that thing where they, they put, like, an oar in the water and uh, try to bring the current back towards them. It, but it just kind of makes it float even further so they just yeah. send somebody in after it. <sighs> Spider-Man, do you mind? Uh, I didn't bring the goop. I didn't bring the spider goop because I, you know, I thought this was a funeral. And then, and then, uh, <laughs> then Iron Man's girlfriend's like, goop? Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> oh, that was, a, that, was a, that was a long couple of seconds yeah. for me. <laughs> hmm. Goop, you say. What does this mean? Oh, I know. What does goop, doesn't goop stand for something? I think it's supposed to be... Um, I think it's supposed to be like a some sort of nickname for her for like the Gwyneth Paltrow. Like I, I know the G and the P stand for Gwyneth Paltrow, but I don't know what the the O's P stand. Well, her for. middle name is Oob. Her middle name is Oob. <laughs> Oob. Oob. <laughs> I'd be upset if my parents gave me that that as a middle name. Ooh. Mark Oob. Don't don't you don't want, we don't want that. Uh, I didn't I didn't say it. I almost. Uh, I know. We almost had. We almost had to resort to something clever. Yep. Oop. Oop. It sounds like. It almost sounds like a caveman name, but like a caveman name for the, uh, for for like the apes in two thousand one, like oop, oop, I like, had the bone and saw the monolith. Like I, uh, it sounds like a side character in the Land of the Lost show from the nineties. <laughs> Oop, you get your smelly ass back here. <laughs> oop, tired. Oop. Did you oop, make a mess? Did you make a mess? Oop, didn't make a mess. Oop, oop, no make mess. Oop. <laughs> and is Stink uh, jealous? Yeah, it's funny because I'm like, you know, they have a character named Stink, so I can't imagine that uh, that this name would be ridiculous to yeah. them. Uh, yeah, yeah. You have to think, like, you know, Stink did speak English after a while. So do you think he, uh, you, you think he would he eventually kind of like, Oh man, what are you calling me Stink for? I like, I have no control over that. Like, I think, um, I think it'd be a lot better if they introduced that he had, like, like more family members. Stink, like, Stank, um, and Stunk. Yes, that's exactly where I was going for. <laughs> and Oop is like the cousin Oliver. The, uh... Like, we bring Oop in the last season to, you know, and he's like a, he's a radical uh, caveman, wears sunglasses and a skateboard. <laughs> Man, he's rad. Oh, look, here comes Oop. Oh, Oop, so cool. Stink hate Oop. That is so ridiculous, but at the same time, it's like, 
I can't be 100% sure that that never happened in the 90s, that there was a caveman with sunglasses and a skateboard. Uh, it, is, it, it is definitely within the wheelhouse of what the 90s could provide. Like, because... That was what was cool. There was a lot of characters that did the skateboard and the, yeah. the sunglasses thing, but there was also a lot of there was also a lot of cavemen in the '90s for some reason. Like a lot of cartoons had cavemen in it. Uh, Ducktales had a caveman in it. Did it have a caveman? Yeah, Bubba. Huh. Now, now I, I now I gotta think of of more cavemen. I guess yeah, you had Encino Man. Well, yeah, that of was course. that was '90s, right? Or was that late '80s? Yep, that was '90s. That was '90s. I think Brendan um, Fraser's first movie. I think I forget what show it was. It was um, it was like uh, I think it was like the Mario Brothers show or something like that. There was a caveman named like Uktar. <laughs> yeah, and then there were the there was a lot of uh, those kind of uh, uh, those spaghetti fantasy movies uh, that were made in like Italy uh, that had like cavemen in them back in the eighties. Yeah, like the eighties and nineties. They just it was just it was a it was the time of the cavemen. Again, yeah. Land of the Lost had kind of cavemen in yeah. it. Uh, yeah, well, it had, it had eight people. Do you, do you think uh, in the Land of the Lost universe, like it, it, food was might have started getting scarce, and they they might have thought about eating stink? That one had tons of delicious dinosaurs running around. Yeah, I guess they would have uh, gotten Natasha first, because all that thing did was scream. <laughs> you know, just one good. Uh, one good hit, and we're eating for weeks, Kiss. Yeah. Do you, like, do you, do you want, do you really want to have this screaming monster in your home all the time? I don't, I don't like the monster. I don't know why we keep it around. I thought it was, uh, I thought you wanted him around. No, I around. hate this thing. It, it smells what, worse than what stink. Your, what about your sister? Doesn't your sister like, like the monster? I hate that thing. Why are we living with a monster there? Who brought this thing home? I, I thought you did. Ah, stinks, wife. I, I imagine, I imagine that when they do it, they just, it's very cartoonish. Like they, they have a giant pot with water. They start, you know, cutting carrots up. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought they were just going to have it on a spit. <laughs> is that too much? That is the opposite of cartoon. <laughs> I, I guess. It's I don't like, know. I don't know. They had things on a spit in cartoons. <laughs> There's an apple in her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> dark. What's that? That's dark. Like, I, I'm not gonna lie. I don't think I would feel that bad. Like that, I hated that thing in the show. And it, the thing is, I remember. What's that? Go ahead. No, no. I remember watching the show a lot when I was a kid. Same here. Uh, the the land of the lost. But I remember. I don't know why. I think it was just I had it on because I had a rockin' theme song, but like five <laughs> minutes in, I was already bored yeah. with what was going on, so I'd start doing homework or something. Like it, it like the show peaked at the end of the uh, at the end of the theme song. Yeah, that that was basically like once the theme song was over, the rest of the show was just all right. Not as exciting as it's not as exciting as the theme song promised it would be. No. I, like like I I know it had some pretty decent special effects for the 90s. You had uh, you know you had the T Rex named Scarface, and I remember there was like this futuristic alien giant alien thing as well. And like some of the uh, like some of the the special effects were good, but I think those were rare. Like I I think that uh, I remember because I think we watched an episode in the last couple of years. Yeah. And I vaguely remember it being. Fine, you know, just it, it was fine. It was a, uh, it was definitely not. Uh, it didn't look like it was cheap, you know. It looked no. like there was some effort put into it. But the problem as a kid was to me, it was just not fun. It was not interesting. No, it was boring. It was, it was a show that shouldn't be boring. There's dinosaurs in it and cave people and a hot and girl and some really, oh yeah, really hot girl. Yeah, uh, wearing like a burlap sack. Like this shouldn't be boring. <laughs> they lived in a treehouse. This should be awesome. Yeah. And now I think about it, I think, uh, the- the hot cave girl and Stink were a thing. Like, I don't think I a think- I think they were the same character. <laughs> like, I- I think, uh, you know, those two were kind of a- I don't- I want- I don't want to say a couple, but they were found together. <laughs> it, it's like, it was a whole scandal. Uh... <laughs> stink will like not they, lay with Stink. Yeah, 
<laughs> I imagine that, um, like the newspapers they have, which I imagine are just stone tablets. That yeah, have, like from the know, Flintstones. Yeah, like has a picture of them two together. Uh, are are like they the paparazzi? Like you know, they're 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 tangled up in sheets and looking at the camera in surprise. One uh, stinks got his hand in front of his face. <laughs> no, stink have family. Now imagine that it's uh, actually I don't know I don't know any other character. It was the little little dinosaur that took the picture and starts blackmailing him. Well, I, I imagine and that's the, the the next scene is uh like you know stink says no i have a family and then it cuts to like the stone tablet shattering on the floor and just another stink with a pink apron on uh, with a look of get of a uh, of, of just uh, horror and sadness i i imagine that the stink family uh with the, the kids running around it's like the beginning of the uh the Star Wars holiday special where they're all talking <laughs> and there's no subtitles. I imagine it goes to a, a divorce court type thing, but like, you know, with, with rocks and with what? And the, like a dinosaur jug, like a oh. divorce court type thing with the, and stink ends up losing like half of his, half of his shells. <laughs> Do, uh, is the, is the dinosaur wearing a powdered wig? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and a robe. Of course. And, uh, yeah. Again, that's why we're not allowed to write things. No. No, we, we would make... We, we'd make it a, a laughing stock. Like, we can't not do shtick. <laughs> and on that oh, note... That uh, Robin Hood, uh, Prince of Thieves. Good movie. Uh, it's actually uh, a good recommendation to me. If for nothing else than that slow motion shot of the... Yeah. Him, shooting a flaming arrow, but it's silly and ridiculous, but I mean, it's really a likable, uh, well-paced, and uh, exciting action-adventure movie. I think it's, you know, it it is, it's a product of its decade, uh, but, you know, that being said, it does have its own charm, and does have some very good performances. So, I, I still think it's, you know, it's, uh, it's cheesy, but it's definitely worth the watch. So, take it easy. Toodaloo. That'll hold a little SOBs.